Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. A 60-minute shorty, but it's going to be a good shorty known as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas with me, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Coming up in about 60 minutes, give or take a lie to, game to the ALCS between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. But before we get to that, we got to get to this. Harry's feeling good. Brother, how you doing this weekend? It's been a rough weekend for you. Not as rough as for Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, our two producers, but it was exactly a good weekend in the Douglas household with your teams. One, two, three, all going down to defeat since Thursday. I'm so, oh, I'm so Freddie cruel. Coleman. T- no, 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 no. I'm, I'm no, so no. Cruel. Rightfully so, though. It, it, it wasn't a good weekend. I went 0-3. My Braves lost. My Louisville Cardinals lost. Mm. They were undefeated. Then my Atlanta Falcons lost yesterday. I went to that game. So, But I, I'll tell you this. I woke up this morning, and I'm yeah. appreci- uh, appreciative because mm-hmm. I have this thing called life. That's true. You know what I mean? Yes, so, you do. And I woke up and took my babies to school, fixed their lunch. Uh-huh. But, man. What about those Jets last night? My goodness, yeah, be, yeah, because it's all about the main thing, 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 the main thing with Freddie and Harry. The sound you hear right now is this pop. All those champagne bottles in Miami because now the San Francisco 49ers and as Harry mentioned, the aforementioned Jets beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody's undefeated anymore in the National Football League. And believe me, I'm saying this as a New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets fan, Harry Douglas. I just wanted them to compete. I said, you know what? I'm not anticipating they're going to beat this football team. I didn't believe it was going to be a blowout. Many people thought the Eagles were going to run away and hide. I said, uh-uh. It's very hard to run away and hide from that Jets team unless you screw up so early like we saw they did against the Dallas Cowboys. But that was the kind of game, and I texted everybody midway through the third quarter. I said, man, you would swear this was a playoff game, even though it's still early October. It had that kind of feel involving both of these teams, and it just found out one of winning that game 20-14. to 14. And, Freddie, when I think about playoff football, I think about the physicality. Um, I think about for the Jets being able to take care of the football. They did that last night. And that defense being elite, in which we thought they were before the season even started. This is a defense that had played – very, very good quarterback so far early into the season. Mm-hmm. And they have fared up well against just about every last one of them. And I thought yesterday in the way they made Jalen Hurts look, but that defense, uh, defensive line in particular, the way they made the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles look. And I understand Lane Johnson went out in that ball game, but I don't want to hear about that. You got other guys on that offensive line as well. Absolutely. But the defensive line and the deepest D-line in the National Football League right now, they showed up and showed up. The young man, Bryce Huff, Mm-hmm. He just comes into the game and wrecks shop. Undra- Doesn't matter who's undrafted who's, free agent, by yes, the way. Yes, he's doing his thing. Bryce Hall, for some apparent reason, he always finds himself around the football, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Good call. Whether it's picking up the fumble, returning it for a touchdown against the Denver Broncos, getting the interception yesterday, phenomenal job by Jermaine Johnson on that defensive line, hitting mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts in his arm and getting the interception. But this team right now has what I call hope. 
Okay. Because remember when Aaron Rodgers went down, mm-hmm. a lot of air went out of the building. No doubt. A lot of air may have went out of this football team, but uh, they have found a way uh-huh. within the first six games to be 500, to be, to be three and three. And that's a good spot to be sitting in, especially when you look at the AFC conference entirely as a whole. I've never heard of a coach who's three and three of a football team sounding this swole like Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, after they were able to find a way to beat the Eagles the way they did it yesterday. I thought defense, uh, per the usual, uh, outstanding. Um, you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. Embarrassed. And, uh, just really, really proud of, of the defense and its resolve. Uh, thought Brick and the staff had a, an excellent game plan. Down three corners, four of our six corners. Um, I thought our D-line was good in terms of keeping that uh, kid in the pocket. He's a handful. Hurts, their their O-line, the receivers. thought our guys battled all the way through. They're three and three, and he said, we've embarrassed Josh Allen of Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, Jalen Hurts yesterday of the Philadelphia Eagles, although out of their 13 takeaways this season, nine have happened against those three guys that he mentioned that they embarrassed when it comes to Josh Allen, four turnovers on opening night, Jalen Hurts, three yesterday, Patrick Mahomes, two about two weeks ago. They're feeling that way because they have gotten back to what they knew was going to be the best thing for them, an identity. When you see the Jets now, hey, that defense, they got a bunch of rough customers over there. They're going to run the fall. Brees Hall, they're banging on their quarterback, not making those immature mistakes because we did not see that. We have not seen that from Zach Wilson, but let's be honest, Harry. I'm going to be honest here. If the Philadelphia Eagles have run the football just a little bit more, yeah. We're having a different conversation. Robert Sal's not saying that we've embarrassed those three quarterbacks. The Eagles, I knew what they were last year. I don't know what they are, even though they're 5-1 right now. Well, I'm glad he used the word embarrassed because when you have those performances against those top quarterbacks like you've had this season, I think you can stand up at a podium and say that because your defense is elite and they back up everything that is being said about them 1,000% led by Quentin Williams, but his brother, Quincy Williams, is is, is one of the best linebackers in the National Football League at the moment. And let me tell Mm -hmm. you how much they trust this young man. I'm watching the film this morning, and there were multiple of occasions where I see him, whether Devontae Smith is lined up in the backfield, he's guarding Devontae Smith when he's coming out of the backfield. Devontae Smith is lined up to the slot, to the short side of the formation, uh, and he's covering Devontae Smith on those occasions. There's times where routes are being passed off to him from other defenders, he's doing a hell of a job. On top of hit, stick, talk, whoa, watch your mouth, HD. Y'all know the word. <laughs> Quincy Williams is playing unbelievable football. And I want to know okay. what's in their bloodline because his yeah. brother's a dog. Right. He's a dog. But on the same team, Freddie, those two guys are showing out together. And it has to be a phenomenal feeling if, you, if for those two guys to be on the same team in the National Football, football League but having success and being dominant as well side-by-side side with one another. Well, tell me about that because your brother played in the NBA. You yeah. played in the NFL. What is that like in the household? It's one thing you're playing the same sport, that kind of bloodline with Quincy Williams and Quentin Williams because Quincy Williams said last night after the game that every time their grandmas show up, they show out. And he said, <laughs> I almost had a chance that where we could have been two brothers getting an interception or a turnover in the same game, but we love to show when grandmas around. Explain that to people. Having two people in the same family – playing in professional sports, being in that same household. Take us behind the curtain on this one. Well, first, I would start off here because when you do have two guys in the same household that play a professional sport, no matter if it's the same one or a different one, 
you two guys can connect on every level possible. And it's not many people that's going to be able to understand you in mm-hmm. every way like you do each other. There were right. times when my brother, he would call me down moments, and I would have to pick him up, vice versa. But okay. we celebrated our greatest. I remember me and my brother got released from our professional teams together. And wow. we kind of, after having our down moments, laughed about it. Like, went to Dave and Buster, was like, dang, boy, we both got released. Mm-hmm. We both got cut. It almost sounds like a commercial. Exactly. John, your star was a Dave but, and Buster. But the fact that we went through it together, right. it, it didn't make it as bad as it would have been if it was just one of us. And then when, you know, one guy's having success, you can you can sit there and, and celebrate that success with him because you know what it's like and you know how hard it is. You know the time and the effort that has to be put into it right. in a time away from your family. But you do have family right there if you're Quincy and Quentin mm-hmm. because y'all are going to meetings together. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty okay. sure y'all are at one another's house all the time together. So mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal feeling. Yeah. Although if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and that fan base, believe me, remain calm. All is going to be well. Don't take my word for it because I'm a Cowboys fan as well. I have no sympathy for your team, your organization. You lose to my New York Jets. Hey, I can I celebrated that big time in the Coleman household. But Jalen Hurts, your quarterback, says chill. It's just a mentality. Um, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say you know we, we've been here before or anything like that, but we have. Um, but I think it's just a matter of how we respond, and um, it starts with me and how I lead that charge, and. Um, you know, we're just going to take it day by day yet again. You know, these these, these things definitely happen. Um, it's a tough one for sure, but it's an opportunity for us to grow. And these things and these moments build a ton of character. And so if you if you go into it and handle it the right way, you know, you could, you could turn that negative situation into a positive. And that's what we plan to do. The best way to do that is you got to get back to running the football. Yep. You can't have DeAndre Swift not have at least 15 to 20 to 25 touches in a football game because he makes that offense go. He makes your quarterback better. Not saying Jalen Hurts can't do it, Harry, because I know he can do it. I think he's a lot closer to being an elite quarterback than a lot of people want to give him credit for. But the foundation of his success and the Eagles' success is when that offensive line is changing the line of scrimmage, is playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. The Jets did that to them yesterday, and their answer was, let's just give them the running game. I thought it's great to Jets defense play yesterday, Harry, that the Eagles gave them their identity way too soon and said Jalen go win the football game, and the Jets defense wasn't having it yesterday. And, and, and I, and I got to say this, though, Freddie, and I give that defense a lot of the credit, too, because of how they won a line of scrimmage. When it came to the Philadelphia Eagles, I didn't think Jalen Hurts played well, nor did I uh, think that offensive line. That offensive line got beat up. Mm-hmm. Literally got beat up by the defense a lot of the New York Jets. And that may have altered a lot of things, but you still got to stay committed to it. You can't give up on it that fast. Now, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, it wasn't just him yesterday. There were balls being dropped. De- oh, Devontae yeah. Smith dropped mm-hmm. two passes. The first mm-hmm. one didn't really hurt them, but that second one, the first drive coming out of the second half, right? You got a first and 15. You're right. already behind the chains on first down. So Jalen Hurts finds him wide open over the middle of the field. He drops it. Now, why is that significant? The very next play, Jalen Hurts gets sacked. And now on third down, they don't get it, and you got to punt the football away where it should have been a first down, moving the chains down the field potentially to get a field goal or score a touchdown. You also, right before halftime, you have C.J. Mosley punching the ball out. I believe it was DeAndre Swift's hands. And the Jets went down and capitalized, got a field goal before halftime. Third and five situation. The Eagles are backed up. So you, you need a first down, right? Jalen Hurts almost got sacked, scrambles to the right, finds a wide-open uh, Kenneth Gainwell. He drops the football. So all those things contributed. And, and, and then you talk about the interception. Well, you have the check down right in front of you, J- Jalen. 
take your check down. And then the last interception he threw, it was a product of that defensive line getting home and that offensive line not being right. So what did he do? He panicked and threw a ball he shouldn't have threw because if that nickel defender is holding on on that slot guy, you got to go outside to what we call a pin route. 14 yards upfield, come straight back down your stem, mm-hmm. and A.J. Brown was wide open on that. So when the pressure gets home, you know, you see quarterbacks start to get happy feet. And I'll tell you, I seen something yesterday that I haven't seen in this football team in a year and a half. What's that? I started seeing different body language. I, body language. I okay. started seeing guys barking a little bit. Okay. Some things that I didn't see a year ago because this is a team that I was seeing second and 20 last year and would never be worried Absolutely. that they're going to get out of it. Yeah. I don't feel that way right now. Even though I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm worried about Philadelphia, right. but still – that's something that I didn't see a year ago that I'm seeing now. When they get behind the sticks right now at this moment, mm-hmm. I'm worried a little bit that they can't pick up a first down. Well, they don't have a get-right game to try to make that work because they play Miami on Sunday night, even though that game's going to be in Philadelphia. So it will not get any ease for the Eagles after losing to the Jets yesterday, 20-14. to 14. What surprised you more, the Jets beating the Eagles or the 49ers losing to the Browns? Let us know part of Freddie Harry Nation or Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What surprised you more? The two undefeated teams that are no longer undefeated. The way the Jets beat the Eagles or the Browns beat the 49ers. 888 729 By the way, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one that fans deserve. 41-yard attempt to win the game. The man loses his voice in ESPN radio yesterday. Mark Hester with that call at the final part of it as the Cleveland Browns saw that field goal go wide right. The San Francisco 49ers, they lose 19-17. to And, Harry, you knew the minute that that result happened, 49ers losing that football game, all the reasoning why it happened, why it could have happened, why it happened in this case was going to fall the feet of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy went through something that any quarterback, good bad, Nathan Peterman, whatever has gone through in the history of the National Football League. You're going to have games where things aren't perfect, where things aren't going your way, and you're not playing from ahead. And even still, with that Browns defense making run for his life, even still, when they had to have it, he got them down the field and put them in position to win that football game and not having the narrative that we heard from a bunch of people on radio, on TV about, see, I told you about that Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy did not lose that football game. He almost put a 49ers in position to win it when it's all said and done, despite that adversity they dealt with all day long. And, Freddie, can I sit up here and say Brock Purdy could have been better throughout the day? Of course I can sit up here and say that. But for everything that went on in that ball game, losing Christian McCaffrey, losing Debo Samuel, it's wet outside, wet ball, that whole nine, the wind blowing. When they needed Brock Purdy to step up the most, which was on their last drive, he found a way – to connect with his wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, whoever it was, and put them in a prime position to kick a field goal and win the football game. Mm-hmm. Now, Jake Moody's a guy, field goal kicker for the um, San Francisco 49ers. He's a guy that won the Lou Groza Award Absolutely. when he was in college. Excellent kicker for Michigan. He missed two field goals in that game. Mm-hmm. right? Brock Purdy missed some throws. Him and Brandon Ayuk, they weren't on, 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 on tasks. They weren't the, the dominating, I say, tandem that they had been so far this season uh, because of some air passes. But at the end of the day, when they needed him to be Brock Purdy, 
He was able to do that and put them in a prime position because if they kick the field goal, we're not even talking about Brock Purdy is the reason this and yep. Brock Purdy that. But I love the chippiness that this game had. And started, Boy, did it. It started in pregame. Uh-huh. Right? It felt D- like an D- NFC Samuel. West game or you know a, a Douglas family yes. cookout. People get b- busy over space or something like that. And I think it takes <laughs> on the mindset. You're right about that one. <laughs> it takes on the mindset of both of these teams, though, right? The Cleveland Browns, yep. they like to be physical. San Francisco 49ers, they like to be physical. And I got to give Jim Swartz a lot of credit Mm -hmm. because what he's been able to do I think when you look at this defense from defensive line to linebackers to secondary they had the personnel to be dominant and we can't forget now because a lot of people want to crash on Brock Purdy before his game yesterday don't forget the way they made Joe Burrow look in week one preach it of this season they made Jim Joe Burrow look like he wasn't even an NFL quarterback and that offense of Cincinnati, who's now starting to catch their stride. So what Jim Swartz has been able to do in that defensive line of the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. they recreated yep. the line of scrimmage versus the San Francisco 49ers. There's not many teams in the National Football League that can say they, they're able to do that. From their defensive tackles, their defensive ends, they played lights out yesterday. And I got to give Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit as well mm-hmm. because on the offensive side, he mixed things up, whether it was the screen game, the naked bootlegs, getting guys, playmakers the ball on reverses. He just kept – Jerome Ford was phenomenal yesterday. Right. Second-year player out of Cincinnati who had a lot of success while he was in college taking over for the injured Nick Chubb. So there was a lot of things I thought Kevin Stefanski did well. Their first touchdown run, right, I think it was third and one, and he takes his tight end, Harrison Bryant, puts him under center. Everyone thinks it's going to be a quarterback sneak. He gets the snap. He tosses it to Kareem Hunt, and he takes it in for a touchdown, mm-hmm. right? Really caught San Francisco off guard. So I got to give Kevin Stefanski some credit. And then Amari Cooper, his two explosive plays led to yeah. 10 points for the Cleveland Browns. So they played lights out yesterday, in my opinion. You mentioned about setting the tone because of Darius Smith, who used to play the Green Bay Packers, now the Browns defensive end. He said, this is how we knew we had to set the tone against that team on the other side. That was the mindset, but we knew that our offense, we had their back, and the only thing we had to do was set the tone for this team, and we did that. And as you can see, we came out with a dub. They were able to do this by saying, you know what? It's not about we, not, we don't have Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, or that we don't have Nick Chubb anymore. We're going to be the leaders of this team. We're going to lead the way in this football team, and they're playing at a historic level. They've allowed just 1,002 yards through the first five games this season. That's the third fewest through any team's first five games since the merge in 1970 and the fewest since 1971 when the Colts allowed only 836 yards, and that's when they were in Baltimore, and Harry Dells was not even alive when all that stuff was going to the Cleveland Browns. They have that alive to them because they look San Francisco in the eye and say, yeah, we know you're going to try to bully us. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not now place, not now home, backup quarterback be damned. That defense leads the way. And I warn people, if that defense, I thought that defense would be really good, didn't see this. But I said they get any kind of quarterback play from Deshaun Watson, keep an eye on the Cleveland Browns. It may not matter, Harry, who's behind under center for this team. That defense is going to show the way. And they were able not only to set that tone, but push the bully back and injure a couple of players when it came to the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I got I to gotta remind a lot of people, the last game before this one against the 49ers that the Browns played was against the Baltimore Ravens, and I call that game on ESPN mm-hmm. Radio with Steve Levy. Yeah, and they and got bullied. The first, <laughs> listen, they got bullied in that matchup and pushed around by the offensive line of Baltimore mm-hmm. across the board. They lost that game 28-3. to So they had an entire week before this game, I'll say the whole two weeks, yeah. to get that bad taste out of their mouth and practice and focus on some things that they need to hone in on. And I knew they weren't going to come in and just let San Francisco push them around. Mm-hmm. You had to get that bad taste out of your mouth. And I'm pretty sure all weekend practice, 
practice, Jim Swartz, or whether it was Kevin Stefanski, was reminding them of what the Baltimore Ravens had just came in yeah. to their house and had did. Yeah. They were number one or number two in just about every category defensively. But I literally sat there and watched the Baltimore Ravens say, you know what, we're not just going to throw this football around. We're going to rush it down their throat and do what we do. And it left Baltimore, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns with a sick feeling going into a bye week. One of the worst feelings you can have because you know bye week is going to be hell right. after you lose like that. Yeah. And they answered and they responded by putting on a dominant performance against the San Francisco 49ers. Let us know what upset was more surprising, the Jets beating the Philadelphia Eagles or the Cleveland Browns beating the San Francisco 49ers. No more undefeated teams in the National Football league will listen we have to say part of the freddie and harry nation at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 and yo waited till you hear how mad two of our producers are about how the giants screwed them on sunday night he's harry douglas i'm freddie coleman this is freddie and harry presented by progressive insurance on espn radio and the espn app the freddie and harry podcast This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone. It's incomplete. Intended for Darren Waller. The game is over, and the Bills escape with a 14-9 victory. On this short reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We're going to get to what I like to call the non-winning portion of this show today before we get to Game 2 of the Astros and the Texas Rangers that happen at the top of the hour because I'm going to let the floor be had when it comes to Harry Douglas, Shannon Penn, and Devin Kane because all their teams lost over the weekend. So I'm going to let those losers take over the program in a couple of seconds. Excuse me. No, definitely pause on that one. But we're going to take a couple of calls real quick right now. 888-729-3776. Biggest surprise and upset loss yesterday was the Eagles losing to the Jets 
or the 49ers losing to the Brown. Hermes in New York, where do you stand and why, my friend? What's up, guys? Love the show. Appreciate um, you. I would say the Jets definitely over the Eagles. Defense always reigns supreme, so the Browns definitely showed that San Francisco. They didn't really hold it down. Yeah, I think the most surprising for me, Freddie, would okay. be the Browns because they did it with a backup quarterback, right? Deshaun Watson. That's fair. And I think that was one of the factors that I personally thought that they wouldn't win that ball game because Deshaun didn't play. That defense showed up and showed out. When I looked at the Jets, I understand Aaron Rodgers isn't out there, but, right. you know, Zach Wilson had a few games under his belt. And I just felt like, the, the Jets were, were more in a position because that defense is elite. Not saying that the Browns isn't, because I think right now the Browns may have the best one in the National Football mm-hmm. League. But I think not knowing that Deshaun Watson was going to get hurt at the manner that he did, and then you know the back and forth between is it going to be P.J. Walker? Is it going to be um, you know the other backup quarterback that played against the Ravens and didn't do a very good job? I think that unknown – played a major factor for me yeah, for me I, I I'll, I'll go with the Jets and not because I'm a Jets fan but no one thought they were going to win those kind of games anyway their defense could have been lights out and someone to say Zach was going to find a way to screw that up I think it was almost an indictment on the coaching staff not getting him in those positions to not do that the fact they've gotten him the fact they've gotten him ready this soon to look like this the last three games says a lot about figuring it out and actually coaching and not just leaving him out there to just completely take all the bullets and arrows that were coming that way to the offense. But you do make a fair point about the Browns and the backup quarterback, no Deshaun Watson. P.J. Walker has some misses as well, but he did not cost his team the game. Same way that Zach Wills did not do the same thing for the New York Jets. Tim in Missouri, what was more surprising, Browns beating the 49ers or the Jets beating the Eagles and why? Hey, guys, great talking to you today. Absolutely. Uh, my, my, my go is the Browns. Now, as a Cowboy fan, I'm happy that both teams lost, the Niners and the Eagles. Now, I will say this. The reason why I'm not so surprised about the Jets is because of last week's game. It's almost like they finally decide to let the guys off the leash. It's a fair point, Tim. I like you said about letting him off the leash, but also thinking a big part of that, actually having to do some coaching. And Nathaniel Hackett, not trying to criticize him, just bringing it to the table. When you have an Aaron Rodgers, there's only so much that you can teach a guy who's probably forgotten more football than most offensive coordinators are going to know. With a Zach Wilson being that kind of fractured, having that kind of fractured game, you couldn't just say, if he doesn't figure it out, then we're screwed. And Robert Sala said, this is our guy. And I guarantee you, Harry, he told his coaching staff, look, we drafted this guy in the second pick in the draft. We got to figure out a way to make him better or at least not have him be the kind of Zach Wills we've seen. And we've seen that last three weeks because we saw from the Browns this week how they coached the P.J. Walker, and he was more than ready to go out there and have any kind of playbook plan and not just have to dial it back because his name's not Deshaun Watson. Well, I would say when you look at Zach Wilson also, right, he didn't give the football up. And I think yep. that's that plays a lot a, a lot of a factor into this equation because when that defense can see, hey, all right, you're not going to put us in bad positions to have to go out there and fight to make sure this deep, this offense don't give up. Uh, we don't give up points to this offense. Right. I think Zach Wilson understands that. Okay, let me not be the reason. Absolutely. Why we're losing, and if he's not turning the football over, I think the Jets in that defense feel like okay, we're going to do our part and not let teams in the end zone, and we're going to give ourselves a fighting chance at the end. In which that's exactly what they did. They gave themselves a chance at the end, and then 
a big interception comes up, and then Brees Hall rushes the football in the end zone for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But then the final drive for that defense, right? Because we were all talking about it, like, oh, no, why did he score? He left too much time. Supposed but, to score. But, but you know, coached in, in, in Brees Hall, I would say they felt confident in their defense that the Philadelphia Eagles weren't just going to drive down the field and get a touchdown. It's harder when you got to score a touchdown versus having to go down and get three points. Absolutely. And the Oregon coach, Dan Lanning, should have realized that lesson from Saturday when he decided to go Ooh, for it on fourth in that He lucky we only got an hour a day. That's right. But we're going to get at him tomorrow. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And now for the non-winning portion of this program because for those who don't know, I have two teams. Yeah, you can boo me all you want. I don't hear you guys over that win that my Jets got yesterday. That's plugging my ears right now as far as that goes. But now the floor is all Harry Douglas's, Shannon Penns, and Devin Kane because I'm the only one of this panel whose team actually won this weekend with the Jets winning. Harry's had three teams, his Louisville Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, Philadelphia Phillies since Thursday, lost. Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, I'm going to let you two guys go first because these two, Harry, they feel screwed that mm-hmm. the Giants did not beat the Buffalo Bills losing 14-9 last night. I'll see myself out. Listen, man, it's tough. It's tough right now <laughs> in these streets, Freddie. <laughs> what I'll say is this. A lot of people were talking about the refing, and uh-huh. it wasn't great, but after what happened in the first half where the Giants, for some reason— Mm-hmm. ran the ball with 10 seconds left and weren't able to spike the ball and get a field goal. To, Amen. To not get any points in that circumstance, especially when they had a lot of time. They had timeouts, mismatched clock from, from Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So people were blaming the refs. Uh, it was a pass interference. It was clear. But you can't blame the refs. You have to blame what happened at the end of that first half because instead of needing a touchdown, all you would have needed is a field goal. Graham Gano is a, is a good kicker. They were in They were in position to win that game. You can't blame the refs. You got to blame the team there. Shannon. All right. On that end of the first half situation, it was obvious Tyra. I didn't realize the Giants were out of timeouts. I can hear the sadness in so, your voice right now. So, my question for Harry. Which, which well, is mind boggling. Harry, completely. It, well, one, Harry, I wanted to ask you in that situation, because you actually had, there were two plays called there for the Giants, and run option was one of them. Why? What? What? That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> Thanks. Why? Harry, explain that situation to me. Why weren't there two pass plays there? Why was a run and even an option in that situation? Yeah, I'm going to put that on the head coach. I'm also going to put it on the offensive coordinator, and I'm also going to put it on the quarterback. All three guys, three-headed monster, because, number one, you cannot have a check with me at the line of scrimmage and it be checked to, into a run because mm-hmm. you don't have any timeouts left to call mm-hmm. if you don't get into the end zone. Secondly, I would say this. If Kafka is calling the offensive plays – I'm pretty sure Brian Dable is hearing the play mm-hmm. in his headset. Mm-hmm. So at what point is he going to say, no, we can't call a check with me with a run attached to it yeah. because we don't have any timeouts. And then thirdly, when it comes to Tyrod Taylor, you've been in the National Football League entirely too long, entirely too long to sit there and go check, 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 check. I and know. ladies and gentlemen, what I mean by check, 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 when you get to the line of scrimmage and you see a certain look, you have one play call and then you call two in the huddle because if you don't have the look that you want, you check into another one. Unfortunately, you can't check into a run play there. You have to have two pass plays. So as a veteran quarterback, you have to check in or just rock with that first play, knowing that you have to pass that football in that situation. So you can try to get two plays off at the end. And if you don't get two plays off, uh, well, hold on. Was that third down? At the end of the first half? Yes. It was I, third, I, I forget what it was, but either was the last play. So, so if yeah. it's incomplete, 
Now you get a chance to come in and kick that field goal. Right. And like mm-hmm. Dev just mentioned, it's a difference when you're driving at the end of the ball game yeah. versus trying to go score a touchdown and you just need a field goal to either tie or take the lead. Yeah, because that was second down. They run the football. Then they were going to have to spike it on third down to try to get a fourth down attempt with a field goal. Either way, they must have thought that they had the field over Eagles offensive line. That had that as your check. I mean, had I mean, they but, just but had that, a guy in pure who was on the couch it, last week. But isn't that another playing. thing? Isn't that another thing though? Like self reflection and understanding right. what where your team is. You know your personnel collectively. Exactly, KYP. That's what we call it. Know your personnel. Know your personnel. Look, it's about, the, here's what New York Giants did. This is just my opinion. They were so enamored of being that close and having Saquon Barkley back, they thought that was going to be enough against the Buffalo Bills defense. You can do that against a defense that stinks. Yep. Even out a couple of guys, that Bills defense still pretty fearsome, especially the four guys they got up front. And it's not that they ran the football; they ran into their best defensive lineman, Ed Oliver, who plays, who does not suffer fools gladly in the middle of any kind of defense or any kind of offense. That's the part that made me sick. If I'm a Giants fan, it's when they try to run the ball wide to give Saquon Barkley a chance that that was going to be your check or throw the ball. Okay, that makes more sense. You're going to check their running play, and you're going to run it right at 91 in red. Yeah, that always ends well. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what's so like as I'm thinking about this game, you're making me relive this. Uh huh. What's so disheartening is that when you're no one, everyone agrees that the Bills are out matching the Giants in every yeah. facet of the game. So you have to control what you can control, and communication yeah. is one of those things. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> if you don't do that, you're not going to win, and that's what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although seeing Shannon's face. And Shannon and I have known each other for years. I can't laugh at him because as a Jets fan, I know my day of reckoning will be coming probably sooner than later. And I'm hoping that my night of reckoning doesn't have a night my Dallas Cowboys. But just seeing his face, Devin and Harry, I've had that face before. It was week <laughs> two versus the Dallas Cowboys when my team got the blood beaten out of them. <laughs> yeah, well, look, on a positive note, the Giants have the hardest schedule remaining in NFL. So That's positive? So it can only go up from here. Yeah, because they oh, really? get to select the quarterback of their future. <laughs> That's the only positivity right now. It's the only positive thing. To keep stinking. But the so bad, bad, the bad thing about this for Devin is like not Devin's going to have to come out of his pocket to yeah. buy meals. Like that's bad. Yeah, that is. And I mean, I don't know how much money Devin makes, but we'll take it as far as it comes to paying for meals. And you know why it's bad goes. for me? You know why it's bad for me? Because all season long, the Giants been bad, but I've been trying to find more victories in each of these yes, losses. You have. Yeah. There was none to be had yesterday. Nope. Like don't you can nope. give me the whole hey they stuck they stayed with the Bills and uh-huh. limited the Bills to fourteen points. Uh-huh. But but looking at now them being the laughing stock this week after they handled the end of that first half there's no yeah. there's no more victories here no. it was a tough night in the pen household yeah, yeah. My, my wife was like come on shannon come to bed i was like no i'm not ready to go to bed now really so i watched i watched star wars to two o'clock you chose in the morning. star wars over mrs Penn. it was tough yeah. man oh uh, 1-800 jacoby Myers on line one for you when it comes to that divorce as far as that goes <laughs> we've talked about this real quick brian dable giants head coach what happened at the end of the first half yeah in the first half did you communicate with that yeah. you couldn't run the ball in that moment yeah, there was, there was there was communication. Yeah. Brian, why, why did it happen? He just saw he saw a look based on the play that we had, and he ended up uh, uh, alerting. It. Ended up what? Ended up alerting it to a run. So essentially, he's saying that what we had here was Tyrod didn't hear me. We had failure to communicate. Blaming the player and the quarterback, but that's Ooh. isn't that the second time? Because remember, mm-hmm. in a most recent uh, a recent game, you know they ran a the ball on a third down, mm-hmm. and remember Brian Dable was looking at Daniel Jones like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't want to, I, Man, I wanted you to pass the football. 
See, seeing him throw his headset last night, seeing oh, him yeah. throw his tablet, like yeah. you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you can be frustrated, but you're you're on camera, man. Yeah. Like it's not a good look at all. It, well, even worse for the Giants. Also, they are a one win team after the first five six weeks. Oh, must be of rough. the NFL season. I'm sure it is for Devin Kane and Shannon Penn. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Don't forget to visit Progressive.com. Twenty minutes away from Game Two, the American League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. Before we get to that, we stay deep in the heart of Texas and can the Cowboys fix what was clearly broken last Sunday versus San Francisco? It's Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It's a short version of a reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio because in 10 minutes we get you ready for Game 2 of the American League Championship Series as the Texas Rangers had to expand their 1-0 lead over the Houston Astros. But it's time to give you the Monday Night Football Preview. Brought to you by Progressive. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com today because the Dallas Cowboys on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers. That game taking place in Los Angeles. How do you fix the Cowboys offense? How do you allow Dak Prescott to get comfortable? Well, Cowboys Hall of Fame running back Emmitt Smith on Sports Like This Monday said this is what he would do, especially reducing the P word on Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. I think it's on both. I mm-hmm. think you, it's on both. I mean, obviously the head coach has to bring – uh, I mean, Jerry and, and, and staff who, who's, who's uh, drafting these players and so forth, and I say we have quality players, they're bringing the, the, the ingredients to the table. No doubt. The meal itself got to be prepared correctly on the football field, and that product has to hit the football field and play at a level that that's, everyone is expecting it to play at. And so, um, so I think it's on both. I can't wait to see what the play calling is going to look like for a Cowboys team, Harry. That's about to face a Chargers team that is giving up close to 300 yards in the air and 19 completions of 20 yards or more so far. Yeah, and you're talking about playing on Monday Night Football. That means you had an extra day to also prepare for this game if Mm -hmm. you're Mike McCarthy. And I think it's simple as, okay, you got to get that um, easy completions, but you have to be creative and innovative on offense, right? You have to innovate continuously if you want to stay afloat in the National Football League. What you did when you was at Green Bay – has no bearing on right now and where the National Football League is from an offensive standpoint. Right. You have to shift. You have to motion. You have to put guys in positions and allow them to be able to get open. For Dak Prescott, if you're Mike McCarthy, you can't sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this leash and mm-hmm. I'm not going to let him off all the way just a tiny bit. You can't do that. <laughs> and if you're Dak at some point, you got to say to yourself, you know what, I got to go out here and I got to be this dog. I got to be this guy that our defense, our team, our organization, our owner, our head coach can count on to overcome whatever isn't right from an offensive standpoint, yeah. right? And you talk about that Chargers defense. They haven't been good. Well, right now they're 31st in total defense, mm. and they're 32nd in pass defense. Mm. And for those of y'all don't understand what 32nd means, there's only 32 teams in the National Football League, <laughs> so that means they're last. And for them to be second to last in total defense, you yeah. can't have a game yeah. if you're Dak Prescott, if you're Mike McCarthy, where you're subpar, and then you have a guy named Kellen Moore on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So Because when, when you look at the Chargers offense, they're third in total O. They're second in passing. They're third in scoring. They're getting it done over there from an offensive standpoint. The guy that you let go, Kellen Moore, that is. But when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they are not. And when it comes to the red zone, 
You have opportunities in the red zone, you better capitalize because one thing I do know about Justin Herbert and company, those guys are going to score points. You have to, the cap, you have to capitalize when you get down there and you got an opportunity to score touchdowns and not just three points. More than ever before, you better do a better job of creating mismatches on offense yep. because defenses, they keep getting more and more sophisticated, especially when there's so many defenses now that have guys that can get after the passer. It usually you have like one or two guys, maybe Harry. Every team that's a good defense has four or five guys that can put that heat on the quarterback, whether it's from the edge when it comes to the rushers or in the middle of their defense. We've seen it time and time again. Even if Joey Bosa is not going to play tonight, it seems that that's going that way down that path. They still have Khalil Mack, and they have other guys that can get after the quarterback. If you're Mike McCarthy, because when Kellen Moore is in charge of things in Dallas, they didn't see a lot of problems getting into the end zone and the red zone. And we've seen that from the Dallas Cowboys. So what can you do as this play caller, having things in your hands, Mike McCarthy, to create these kind of mismatches that can get the guys the football, especially in the red zone, to help out your quarterback? If you believe that you can just run the football and play tough defense, all that kind of thing, and you don't create mismatches, you don't have to worry about the Cowboys having you as a coach next year because you won't be when it comes to him, Mike McCarthy, as a head coach. And I'll say this really quick, Freddie, before we go. If you're Dak Prescott, if you're Mike McCarthy, he has to be able to utilize his entire skin skill set. You got to utilize your legs, man. You got to utilize your legs, especially when you get down in the red zone. Create those mismatches. Every first down counts in the National Football League. Do whatever you have to do. Exalt all possibilities. Yeah, because that's going to feel like a Cowboys home game, even though it's played in Los Angeles, because those Cowboys fans will be out there. You do not want that fan base to turn on you and boo you on the road when they bought those tickets to see that you have a chance to beat the Chargers. That game at 8.15 Eastern time on ESPN and ABC. We'll be back tomorrow with a full show. We can promise that. But we get ready for ALCS Game 2. Texas Rangers trying to make a 2-0 lead against the Houston Astros in Texas. For Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, this has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.